The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is a special episode of Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Finding Chase Masner. Episode 3. This week marks three years since her son Chase Masner vanished in Cobb County. Living the last three years with the not knowing and without him here is pure hell. Chase Masner is an Iraq War veteran, a husband, a father. His wife told us she dropped him off at a quick trip in Cobb County where he works. His family says he was last seen at a friend's house in Kennesaw three years ago on March 27th. It's like he vanished from that home not to be seen or heard from again. If he was able to reach out to any one of us, he would. He would. Despite some intense searching, few clues have been found. She tells me that as a mother, in her heart, she feels her son Chase is dead. We have absolutely no answers at all. Not even the slightest clue in three years. We're back at square one, Stephanie, because we have to talk to Brad. That's the missing link here. Now, we know he has refused to polygraph and then stated again he will take a polygraph. I'm going looking for him. Armed with nothing but my iPhone, and I am going to find him. 
and I'm going to ask him what happened. I'm going to see what story he's going to tell me, and we'll take it from there. But I want to know from you, as we sit here together right now, what are your thoughts? I just want to know the truth. I want to know what happened to Chase. Do you believe Chase is still alive? I do not. Now, are you saying that with your heart and your head, or...? Yes. I, I don't believe he's alive. Can you think of a reason that anyone would have wanted him dead? Not a single reason. Well, we looked and we looked and we searched and we found the wild card, as I like to call him, Brad Clements. We found him. I beat on his door. He opened the door and he let me in. I want you to hear what he said when I questioned him, grilling him over an hour and a half about the disappearance of Chase Masner. Before I go to that, thank you, CrimeCon, for sponsoring our podcast today in our search for Iraqi vet, husband, and father of two little girls, Chase Masner. CrimeCon. All crime sleuths and crime busters are converging, professional and amateur, in Indianapolis, June 9 through June 11. Alan and I will be podcasting live. We hope you join us. Go to CrimeCon.com and use code NANCY for 20% off. I'm going. I'm going to be there for the podcasts and to see all of you. And I surely hope you join us. Thank you, CrimeCon, for today. And now let's hear what the wild card Brad Clements has to say. Listen. I'm trying to figure out especially after I met Chase's mother yesterday, that about broke my heart. I mean, it's been all this time she still doesn't even know what happened. She thinks Chase is dead. Do you think he's dead? I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that he's not, but I really, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've, you know, I've wondered about it, and, you know, the, the last time that I was with him, like, like I, I hardly knew them, really. Like, I met him maybe... Three or four times. Like, I thought you'd been over to their house. No, I've been over to their house like after all of this happened. Like I went Didn't over there. Did you go put together a ping pong table or a pool table or something no, like that? No, no, never. That was uh, the only time I'd gone over to um, their house is when um, uh, what's her name, Amanda? Yeah. M- Amanda called and asked me to come over there and like talk to her. And uh, I went over there with my dog to like you know talk to her about all this and um, like it was kind of. Um, kind of odd me being over there and um because you only knew her through chase right and i never really you know talked to just her and it it was you know i kept hearing all these you know mixed things you know well this is later i guess like about her and like his friends and stuff what do you mean her and his friends i I don't like the sound of that throw her under the bus or anything but i mean it's just you know i don't are you saying that she'd slept around I mean that's kind of the word Is on that the street. What Chase I mean that, that's kind of what I thought when I was when I went over there to see her, like that she, you know, wanted, like, I don't know. It's just Did she it was, hit it was on odd. You? Oh yeah. I mean, like she was like, well, she she called me up and was like, hey, can you bring me some pot to like smoke some pot? Do you want to smoke some pot with me? And I was like, I at this point in my life I wasn't smoking, and I was like, I think I have like a grinder you could scrape and she was like yeah bring it over here and i was like okay should take it out of a grinder well, it was like you know the resin stuff that you could like scrape uh, yeah. yeah and uh i mean because apparently they smoke like a lot because 
you know the whole thing where um, she called up what like her mother or someone to like help them clean up something in the house like they were growing pot plants you know they had a bunch of pot plants they were growing in the house and that's why she was like hey I need you to come over here and help me clean this up because they were cleaning out all the pot plants before the cops came over there so that was like a big thing with that but um that could be part of the reason she doesn't want to talk anymore because she doesn't want to be dragged in some way yeah they were she was really like you know you know just uh i guess uh worried about that and uh i was like it's not even that big of a deal it's like people grow pot plants all the time in their backyard you know especially here in the south but um, yes, yeah, I, I don't know about that, but okay, I'll just take your word for it. Let's pause for just one moment. I want it clear. This is Brad's story. We, Crime Online, have reached out repeatedly to Chase's wife to give her the chance to respond to these allegations, and we are still waiting. Meanwhile, we don't have evidence that she has used pot or any other drug or any other type of behavior that brad is talking about this is his explanation of how he is not involved in the disappearance of chase masner now i look forward to the day that i get to speak to amanda this is brad's story so take it with a box of salt and you be the judge now i want to get to so i mean see i the the thing is is like i hardly knew them like they were good friends so semi good friends with my friend Alan who lived in the house with me okay. and and like I had to get I had to make him leave because he wouldn't pay me rent and um, you know he I also caught him like cross-dressing and he thought I was gonna tell all you know all our friends that he was like dressing up like a girl and stuff and so he told um, Amanda and them that I like shot ha- shot heroin into chase and killed him and put this all in their head just be- just to get me in trouble why be- would you use up heroin on somebody else and it's fact somebody that i don't even know you know i mean why would you do something where there's that that's another thing it's like i just don't know some why would you take somebody that you hardly know and then get them high with heroin where you know people overdose all the time and it's like okay what what do you think chase was on i don't really think he was on much other than pot and alcohol that night i mean that's I'm i'm glad to hear that yeah i mean i you know, he was trying to get more. Like, and I gave him some cash. I gave what him sixty dollars. Was he into? He was trying to get the Roxy's, crap, the, or the thirty milligram Roxy pills. The that was what everybody was taking. Alan was giving him those sometimes because Alan would take those, and so he assumed that I could get them because Alan could get them. And you know, I I brought him, and you know, I was in a motorcycle wreck, and I was on those at one point. And you know, so I took him to my, like that's one of the main areas I picked him up just to kind of talk to him that night and be like, you know. Dude, you don't want that shit. Like, I was in a motorcycle wreck, man. Coming off of those pills is terrible. You know, I mean, and I figured I could just, you know, hang out with him and, you know. Just... If you didn't really know him that well, why did you let him come to your place? I mean, because he'd been over there before. Okay. Like, and I mean, he worked at the quick trip right down the street from my house. So, so what do you think? Ha- just take me through what happened that when he goes missing. I mean, it's really not that much. Like, it's like everybody says I like changed my story and all this stuff but it's like that was like what I did that day you know I mean that wasn't really anything to do with Chase it was like you know I ran a bunch of errands what I was doing you know most of the time when I was fixing up my house like he was there that night and then you know basically left sometime between when I was coming back from uh, the store to when I started cooking like I mean he had to have 
Like, I mean, that, that's the okay. only logical thing. Like, so you go on, I think it was March the 26th-ish to pick him up at Quick Trip. Mm-hmm. And it was at night around... It was like 10.30 or something. 10, okay. All right. You pick him up and bring him to your place mm-hmm. directly or do y'all drive around? No, he's going direct. I mean, it was right down the street. Okay. So you didn't drive around to hit, to score, and nothing like that. You no. go straight home. All right. Yeah. So you go home. What does he do? I mean, we just sit there and start talking. We Actually, I had a bunch of stuff that I was building a computer with. So I had him help me carry a bunch of stuff in. And then I started building the computer that I was... It's actually not this one, but a different one. And um, I had... Uh, you know, we just sat there and kind of just talked because we had talked, you know, two or three nights ago about the same thing too. What? About him and Amanda fighting and all this stuff. What did they fight about? I mean, it was like money and stuff like that because she wasn't working, and uh, you know, uh, he didn't really talk too much about it. But I just told him, you know, that you know he was a lucky guy and you know he's got two beautiful kids, got a beautiful wife. Like I don't know, you know. It's like what most people want, you know, in life is to be, you know, fulfilled with, with those two things. And, yeah. you know, how much, you know. Why was he not happy with that? Was it money problems? Dope? What was it? I, I think it was more or less money problems. I mean, because, you know, like I said, I just, I really didn't know him that, that well. Like, I mean, it was, this was so long ago that we actually talked about this. Like, you know, and it was mainly me talking, you know, other than him, you know, just sitting there listening. And, you know, he said that he was, like, telling Amanda he was going to run off and, like, sleep in the woods and all this stuff. What? Yeah, you didn't hear that? Uh, no. Yeah, that's that's been another big thing, like... Go off and sleep in the woods? Yeah. And, uh... Why? I, I wonder if he tried to do that and died. I mean, I figured they would have fi- found him I out mean, by then. Like... What, 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 just, just, let me just... Go off and sleep in the woods. Okay. Go ahead. And the story has been that he would do that when they were fighting. He would say, I just want to commit suicide. And so they were fighting during that time. So reportedly he made one of those threats and he was saying, hey, I just want to like go off in the woods and get lost. Yeah. Did you hear him say that? Yeah. He said it, you know, a couple of times. And I was like, I always thought it was BS. And, you know, I was just Because he wants to go sleep in the woods. Yeah. Exactly, and I mean, uh, he has friends, nobody? you know, and it's like... So that night, y'all stay up late talking about Amanda, and you're working on the computer. Mm-hmm. Okay, then what happens? Is he... I mean, he pretty much just, you know, was... I, I think he'd been up for, like, a couple of days, like, tired. Like, I mean, you could tell he was barely hanging on and uh, just passed out on my bed. And, um, like, uh, I just continued to kind of, you know, work on stuff. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, gosh, I think... You know, the roofers got there at like 6 a.m. or something Yeah, like that. they always do that. And uh, started really early. And, um, you know, so I was just, you know, continuing to get on with stuff for my, my day. And, uh, you know, I thought it'd be a good idea that uh, I have, you know, Amanda come over and just kind of have like a cookout thing. Because, you know, I knew Brandon and them and the roofers and like I like to cook and stuff. And I know it's kind of odd to have a cookout, but like it was, uh, you know, it, it was... Yeah, it was something, you know. Now, let me ask nice you this. Do, I felt like. Did Amanda tell you early that day she had to be at some kind of an appointment for her children? No. Because that's what they're saying now. That what? There was an appointment? That for... sh- they told you, she told you early that day that she had to be at some appointment either with or for her children and could not come over. 
Mm, no, I mean, that's... She just said that she couldn't come over, and after a while, I, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't ever remember her telling me that that day. Like... Okay, so, anyway, she didn't come over. No, she didn't And you tried to get him of. to call Amanda and invite her over to kind of, like, make the peace. Right. Did he do it? No, not that I know of. And, I mean, that's why I tried to talk to her on his phone because I didn't have her number. Like, and that's why I had his phone in the first place was to call her and ask her mainly if he needed to be at work that day because I didn't know and he, you know, had to be at work at nights most of the time. So, And, and then what happened? And then I kind of just went on with my day. Like, I mean, I just went and did, you know, stuff I normally do. I went to Lowe's. Um, I had to drop a laptop off that I'd fix for somebody. What did you need at Lowe's? I mean, I was fixing my house up, so yep. I, I can't tell you exactly yep. what it was. I mean, just... So you go to Lowe's. You go to the grocery store. First, I went to go drop this laptop off that was down um, off of, uh, um, gosh, it's my friend Ricky's house, which was, like, downtown pretty much. He's over, you're going about your day, you're doing your thing, and um, you take the computer to Ricky, who lives... He lives um, pretty much downtown. Uh, I mean... Downtown like, Atlanta? Yeah. And so you were all the way up here? In Kennesaw, right. And I told so him he wanted to come with me. That's 40 you know. minutes and 40 minutes at least. Yeah. It's probably more like three hours or something like that. Yeah. By the time you get, get there... 40 minutes, in there 30 minutes, back 40 minutes at best. Right. Okay, so you leave him where? He was upstairs, just, uh, I mean, Sacked at this out. point, I mean, yeah, he was just asleep because, you know, the this was probably like 8 o'clock, you know, that I was A.M. Yeah. All right, so, so you do all that. He'd been asleep for like five hours probably, not even, maybe four, I'd say, four or five. That's what I always say. Nothing good happens after midnight. I mean, you always get in arguments. You know, everything goes sideways at midnight. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, because I don't want to get any... I don't want to lose any of this because I'm piecing it all together and make a timeline. All right, so you go at 8, 9, 10, 30. You get back. Mm -hmm. What's he doing? Sleeping. Same exact thing. Door open, closed. Door's open at this point because he's still in my room. Your so, room? Yeah. Okay. And this is when I got him up... Um, and I mean, I basically woke him up and was like, yo, come with me. Come on, I'm going to have a cookout. You know, call Amanda. And I dropped all the plans on him. Because I was like, man, I figured he'd be up by now, you know, ready to go and rolling. And uh, got him up. And then I, you know, got put him in the other bedroom because I was going to work on some stuff in my room at this point. And cause I had like a four-bedroom house. So Dang. Yeah, up in Kennesaw. That's beautiful. And um, it was, uh, you know, I was like, you know, there's no point letting him sleep in my room. Continue when I got crap I got to do. And, um, you know, I was kind of like, you know, irritated at this point because I was like, you know, wanting him to be up so we could get stuff kind of rolling. But, you know, he was, you know, also, you know, had, could tell he hadn't been sleeping for a couple of days and, you know, had been fighting or whatnot. So he went in the other bedroom. Mm -hmm. Door open, shut. Door open. So later that day, you gave the roofers a tour of your home. Was he there? Uh, see, I didn't really give him a tour of my home because they'd been there before. They told me that you gave them a tour of your home, that they showed, you showed them around your house. Uh, I mean, I guess, but like that would probably be at like 4 o'clock or something, 4 or 5 o'clock. I mean, I didn't really think that was Later significant. In the day. Yeah. But. So you come by, you get back 10, 30, 11-ish, you move them from your bedroom to the other bedroom. Mm -hmm. 
he crashes, door open, and you do what? I start going and getting, you know, I have to, that's that point I go Is this a weekday or a weekend? I think it's a weekday, yeah. Oh yeah, Amanda wasn't working, so she could come over. Probably. I mean, I that's, it, that's what I thought. You know, I didn't think she was doing anything but taking care of the kids. Yeah. Like, and uh, I kind of wanted to, you know, squash this, you know, fighting thing if it was really what it was. But see, remember, I gave Chase sixty bucks too. I told him I gave him sixty bucks the night before he asked me for money, and uh, I told him, you know, yeah, you know, I'll give you this. But what did he all do I got with sixty it? bucks. He had it in his pocket the whole time. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't think he left and came back while I was, you know, gone that I know of. You know. Okay. I mean, so you get back, try to wake him up. He goes in the other room. Then you start doing what? I after that, that's at that point I go to to Publix and Lowe's, and that's when um, um, I went and grabbed. I forget what it was. I needed to grab it at, at uh, Lowe's, but um. I grabbed all the stuff to cook with at Publix, and um, that's when uh, I came back, basically started up the grill, and it was probably, you know, one, two o'clock at this point, and, um, you know, after I started up the grill, I, like, set the backyard, like, I had a bunch of coals that pretty much, one, some blew out to the yard, and, like, I mean, the roofers literally had to get off the house because it was, like, so smoky from the fire that I had to start up the back. The pine straw. Yeah. And uh, cause there's nobody behind me in Kennesaw. It was like all woods back there. And uh, basically after that, that's when I went and tried to, you know, get Chase up and was like, man, did you see the fire in the backyard? Because the bedroom he was in was directly by the back. I mean, you could see that fire, like, you know, plain as day, you know? And that's when I realized he wasn't there anymore. And uh, At what time was that? I want to say it was like two or three o'clock. When you like came that. back from Publix, was he there? I didn't check. Were the bedrooms upstairs? Yeah. So you leave for Publix at what time? Gosh, probably 12-ish or something like that. And he was there. Mm-hmm. You get back from Publix. You don't go up there. The pine straw catches on fire. And mm -hmm. you go up there at what time? About? I want to say it was like between like 1 or 2 o'clock. It had been like maybe one or one hour or something like that. Not even that long. Like between the last time I... Maybe maybe one thirty or something. For like you that. to leave him, go to Lowe's, go to Publix, get back, start a fire, put the fire out, and go up there. It's probably more like two o'clock. I mean, he was gone. And he was gone, and like he he had taken his bag and everything that he had. Like he had a little bag, and, uh, and then he had his he left his two little bottles of beer in my in the closet. But other than that, how big was the bag? It's like a backpack. Was it a backpack? Yeah, it was a backpack. So he leaves with his backpack and 60 bucks. You said you helped phone. him take his bags to the other room though, right? Yeah, it was that backpack. It was just a backpack? That backpack and like a, you know, grocery bag of two bottles of beer or something like that. So. Did you see it coming that he was leaving? Yeah, he did that every time. Like he would just disappear every time. Every time that I that he was over at my house, he would always, never tell me he was leaving, he would just disappear. A man would always <coughs> pick him up. Like, so that was his M.O. So I wasn't too worried, you know. How many times have he been over and disappeared? Two or three. I mean, each time he'd been in my house, he always just left because I was always like trying to get him to do something or like, you know, something like a cookout or just, I feel like something that he didn't want to do, you know. He was, uh, you know, all about like, just kind of getting stoned at that point. And, you know, like I said, I wasn't really smoking. So it was, uh, I mean, it was kind okay, of his on another topic. Amanda hit on you? I mean, I screwed up. 
it, it was, you know, like, yeah, I would say yeah. Like what? Like, I mean, like she was mad at Chase and it was just like, you know, um, basically, uh, I'm stoned now, um, you know, anything goes. Like, you know, you just have like that eye connection thing and it's just like, you know, you can tell when people are- Why, 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 why? Is like, this another man thing where he thinks, oh, she's so into me and she's like, so not? Mm, no, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. So you really think she was hitting on you? I mean, it's not like hitting on me, like grab my ass or anything, but like, I mean, she was like, you know, feeling it out at least. Like, I mean, she called me and told me to come over there to bring her some pot for like, you know, just some bizarre reason. Like, you know, it was just kind of... You think she was trying to get back at Chase? You know, I hope so. Like, that was, that was kind of what yeah, I was... Yeah, because otherwise that means it... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean... Okay, back to the day. All right, so around, you think, 2 o'clock, you notice he's not gone and his backpack is gone. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier that day, you had taken his cell phone with you. Why? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, I I think I just really had it with me, but I really wanted him to stay and, you know, wait for him, to come, Amanda, to come over because I knew he always left. Like, that was his MO. You know, he would always leave, so if I had a cell phone, he wasn't going to leave right away. And But that was, like, early in the morning when I thought that Amanda and him would come over and uh, before I, you know, moved him out of the bedroom. And... Uh, because I really wanted to talk to him again, you know, to make sure that, you know, nothing crazy was going to happen. But, you know, sure enough. So, would the roofers have been in a position to see him leave? They, they should have. Like, that's what I thought. You know, that's why I assumed they just saw him, saw him leave. Because, I mean, they were worked there. The house had a steep... Um, see, at this point, when the, it was really smoky, they had to get down off the roof there. Because that's... You know, and that's why I assumed, you know, that Chase had heard them running around or whatever. I don't even know how he was sleeping with all that noise. Like, I mean. <clears throat> I've been told that you had a big black bag of stuff you threw away in a dumpster. What was it? A big black bag? Uh, probably ceiling tiles, all kinds of crap. I mean, I'm completely redoing the house. I mean, the the whole dumpster thing is kind of ridiculous to me, because I had all my neighbors throw stuff in it. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just Why like. Why do you think everybody's pointing the finger at you? Because I'm the person that nobody knows, and I'm just like that odd piece the to last the blame. One to see yeah. him and all that, and Man. his disappearance doesn't make sense, but in a way. It does. If he kept telling people he was going to leave and go live in the woods. Are you sure about that? Yeah, that was, I mean, that's that's well known, too, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that, that, that he said that. I think his mom even knows that. Like, How badly do you think he and Amanda were fighting? I mean, bad enough to where they, she would just throw him out of the car, like, randomly. Like, because they want to fight in front of the kids and stuff. And, um... You know, that was a... Uh, Do you think he would actually leave his children? I, you know, wouldn't have thought that, you know, but, I mean... And I could see somebody leaving their wife if they fought all the time, but the children, that's the thing. That's a, where, where I don't buy him going into the woods 
Because I don't think he would have left those children. I mean, I don't think that he would have left for a significant period of time, but definitely a short period of time. And just to kind of... What was the relationship between him and his mother? I don't know. Because she says he always called her back. He always texted her back. And that's how she knew something was wrong. I, I didn't really know his mom. Like, I never met his mom. Like I said, I you know, only met him a handful of times, really. Okay. Will you take a polygraph with me? Do you want me to take a polygraph? Yes. <laughs> Not sitting right here. But I'll set one up and just put the whole thing to rest. I mean, I can if that's what it takes. But... It's just don't, I don't be afraid know, of polygraphs. Just, I don't it's know. it's not a big deal. They're it's not fun. hard at all. I mean, because now I know where you live, kind of. <laughs> right. So are we done then? Stephanie's on the way. Stephanie. On the way here. To Dina. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Dude, no, man, my apartment's destroyed. Uh, no, this is this is. I didn't know that. I want to take a shower. Yeah, I tried. You were in the interview. I don't want to take you. Next episode four of Finding Chase Masner. Stephanie Kadena, Chase's mother, finally gets to meet Brad Clements and ask him the question she's been yearning to hear the answers to for so long, and we are there. Please join us for episode four, Finding Chase Masner. Stephanie, what you've been waiting for, Brad, the last person that as of right now we know saw Chase alive and I know you've got a lot of questions hit it but what was the last thing Chase said to you when, when was the last time you talked to him oh last time I talked to him I mean we were just talking about him and Amanda pretty much and uh you know it was uh the exact words I can't you know can't remember because I mean we were pretty much just having a good time like that was you know he'd come over and uh, we were just, you know, again, I pretty much reiterated the fact that he was a lucky guy to have, you know, a wife and two little girls that loved him. And, I mean, that's all I would ever really tell him about that. Like, we never got really into depth of, you know, how they were fighting or what they were fighting over. I think he mainly just wanted to kind of, you know, a break from her. Again, thank you, CrimeCon, for sponsoring our podcast today as we try our very best to illuminate the disappearance of Iraqi vet Chase Masner and hopefully to bring him home to his mother. CrimeCon, you made today possible. CrimeCon, go to CrimeCon.com and find out the latest about the convergence of Crime busters and crime sleuths across the country, June 9th through June 11th in Indianapolis at the JW Marriott. Use code NANCY for 20% off your registration. I'm doing it. Nancy Grace signing off. Thank you for being with us in our efforts to find Chase Masner. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke. 
no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.